Today we enter into three sacred days. This is the ancient Triduum, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday. Today is Monday, Thursday, the last Thursday of our annual Lenten observance. The word Monday in Monday, Thursday comes from the Latin mandatum, which means commandment. It refers to the very end of tonight's gospel reading. And this is where our focus will be tonight, on the commandment to love one another. But before we get there, I'm going to take us back just a bit, back to the Sunday before Lent began, the transfiguration of Christ. The Sunday when we read that Jesus took Peter, James, and John and went to the mountain and revealed who he is. We see Jesus on the mountaintop in his full divinity. But as you may recall, we talked about how Jesus, Peter, James, and John had to come down from the mountain, that our lives are not lived on the mountaintop, that our real human lives are lived down from the mountain. They had to come down from the mountain to continue on the road to Jerusalem. And that was where our Lenten journey began. We talked about the road to Jerusalem being a hard road, but a road that we must take. Remember, Jesus told his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem, endure great suffering, be killed, and on the third day be raised. On this path to Jerusalem, we see Jesus in his full humanity. This is where our lives are so intertwined with Jesus, our humanity, our fully human lives with Jesus' fully human life. This path to Jerusalem is where our real lives are lived. We are invited into our fully human emotions, our ups and downs, good times and bad, pain and suffering. This is our real life. And this is where we meet Jesus tonight and the next couple of days. We meet him in his humanity. We'll have plenty of time at the Easter Vigil and on Easter Sunday to talk about and understand his divinity. But for tonight, Good Friday and Holy Saturday, we get his full humanity and the full humanity of those around him. We are invited to walk with Jesus on a journey of friendship, betrayal, suffering, grief, death, and love. Jesus knew his time was coming. He knew what awaited him upon his arrival in Jerusalem. He predicted his own passion, death, and resurrection three times during his public ministry. In tonight's gospel reading, it is clear as it states, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. He knew that he had come from God and was going to God. Jesus knew his hour had come. Knowing that his hour had come, what do we see Jesus do? The gospel passage from John tells the story of his last night with them before he dies. The Son of God chooses to spend his last hours before his death with those that he loves. He shares a meal with them, 
He gives them some last instructions. He gets up from the dinner table, lays aside his outer robe, and washes his disciples' feet. What we see from Jesus when his hour has come were acts of love, acts of love and fuel humanity. Now, I'm not sure what I would do if I knew that my life were short, that I faced death. We will all eventually die, but I think we imagine that our death will be after a long, full life when we have reached a certain age. I have a friend, Nancy, and I've known Nancy for a long time. She's always worn her hair in this short little pixie, and she can cook up a mean breakfast of bacon and eggs with pancakes. Nancy understands knowing when your death is at hand. Last August, Nancy found out that she had peritoneal cancer. It is a cancer that just kind of sneaks up on you, gets you in stage four before they even discover it, and it is always fatal. Nancy does not have long to live. And this is very sad news. She has a lot, had had a lot of loss in her life. One of her grown sons committed suicide 10 years ago, and five years ago, her husband died much too young. Her other son is currently deployed to Afghanistan on a one-year deployment and doesn't return until May. These are not mountaintop experiences, but real life lived. A life lived on the path to Jerusalem with Jesus in his full humanity. And while her battle with cancer, the painful surgery, the life-sapping cocktail of chemotherapy would keep the strongest of us down, she has decided to live life fully, to love fully. She just had her granddaughter and 12 of her best friends over for a birthday slumber party. Last week, my sister and I, along with another friend, stayed with her, talking into the wee hours of the night. And as Nancy does, she's keeping a journal as she battles her cancer. She journals quite a bit about her faith. She has reflected in her journal that mission trips with her church over the years have dominated her faith journey. She has organized and led mission trips around the world, way, way too many to count. And during these mission trips, she came up with a theme for them, serving others and serving Christ. Serving others and sharing with Christ. Serving and sharing. Glimpses of the mountaintop glimpses of the holy, but also what it is to love in our humanity. Faced with the news of terminal cancer and reflecting on living out her last months, she has decided that this theme, serving others and sharing Christ, would be a perfect mission statement for her and for the rest of her life. She writes, this is my passion. This is what I do through my daily life. This motto resonates with me whether I have months or years to live. At the heart of this motto is love. They, those two themes, serving others and sharing Christ, have at them the heart, acts of love, 
what Nancy Brown decided to do when faced with death were acts of love. The concept of love lies at the heart of our gospel passage. It begins with love. He loved them to the end. And it begins with love, or it ends with love. Just as I have loved you, you should love one another. These two statements of love bracket an act of love, the washing of his disciples' feet. Washing each of his disciples' feet, even the feet of Judas. Judas, who Jesus knew would betray him. He did not withhold this intimate act of love. Even the feet of Simon Peter, Peter who would deny knowing him. He did not withhold this intimate act of love. He was serving others. In just a few minutes, we'll have an opportunity to watch, wash each other's feet in an act of love. It is not necessarily easy to come forward to receive a foot washing. Just as love sometimes is not easy to receive. Because in coming forward, we bear our feet and we make ourselves vulnerable. But this is what love is. You won't know love until you make yourself vulnerable. This is exactly what we are doing as well when we seek to follow Jesus' commandment to love. Washing each other's feet, serving others, and loving others. Tonight we also remember the Lord's Supper and the institution of the Eucharist. In our epistle reading tonight from Corinthians, we hear again the story of the night Jesus met in the upper room with his friends. He broke bread and blessed the wine, and he told them to do the same in memory of him. Paul reminds the Corinthians, of, the Christians of Corinth, that they must be united in love. In breaking of the bread, we are sharing Christ. In the moment of the Eucharist, we see brought into the present the story of God's love for us in history. We see this love week after week, Sunday after Sunday, but with particular focus on this night. Tonight, the first Passover feast, the last supper of Jesus and his disciples, and the sacrament, sacramental moments of our own lives all come together in piercing clarity around the table. We are sharing Christ. After the Eucharist, we'll strip the altar. Stripping of the altar has the symbolism in the stripping of Christ's garments from him in preparation for the crucifixion. We'll take away the candles and the linens, and we'll turn down the lights. We will prepare for Good Friday. And at the end, we will sit in vigil, waiting awake with Christ. Our mandate, our mandatum, on this Monday, Monday, Thursday, is worth hearing again. Jesus says, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love 
for one another. As the body of Christ, we love one another because God in Christ first loved us. I hope that we can all know this just as my friend Nancy Brown knows this and demonstrates it through living daily by her motto, serving others and sharing Christ. I hope we can all know this from the example Jesus gave us in his acts of love with his disciples. To all of them, even to the one who would betray him and the one who would deny him. This is the love of God in Christ. This is where our hope is. Our hope is in love, the love that God has for us, his creation, and the love we have for one another in Christ. Our hope is in the kingdom of God where love reigns. Amen.